All right. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in at 5 a.m. with Damian Dixon. I am your host. So today's topic is the perfect plan, the perfect plan. So as you already know, man, this is, this is a radio show where we discuss communication, communication, and yes, more communication. And also when things don't go your way. So uh, grab a cup of tea, uh, maybe grab some prune juice. I'm not sure what you enjoy. Just grab it. I care about you. It means the world, man. You take time out of your day. I'm sure there's probably a thousand things you could be doing right now. So appreciate you tuning in. Let's get started. And remember, hey, without a doubt, Jesus, he is the purest and truest lover of your soul. Let's do it. All right. So basically, there's this, how to describe it? I'm going to just title it the perfect plan or my perfect plan. So, um, like during the the time frame, I'll say maybe two years, maybe three years following, um, you know, my mom's diagnosis of cancer, you know, her dying, you know, losing my dream job. I mean, it was just crazy chaos, right? And you know, me not going home and not attending her funeral, not being at her funeral, not being a part of her funeral. I know, I know, I'm a horrible person. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> There was this um, there was this thing titled, you know, surviving the holidays. OK, now I'm not a, I'm not a big holiday person anyway. Like I've never just like, oh, hey. well, I'm lying. I love Thanksgiving anyway. Uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday anyway. So um, so like I said, you know, um, you know, before your parent dies, then I mean, you have these plans, these not perfect, but yeah, darn near perfect. I'm, I'm a planner. I'm kind of a planner. I'm, I'm, I am a planner, like 100%. I'm a planner. But, you know, once my mom died, plans like didn't get thrown out the windows. Like, OK, there's a pause because I like I said, up, up, up to that point, you know, I was married once, got divorced, never had kids, haven't had any kids today. Um, you you kind of make peace like, OK, you know, this thing may not ever happen, but if it does great. If it doesn't, you know, you, you don't got to force it. You don't got to take it, 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 it into your own hands, <laughs> you know. So anyway, um, you know, just not being involved with relationships and, you know, having sex or dating, just like, man, I'm like, man, screw it, man. So, um, you know, you, you go through the, these small groups, these support groups, like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, so the holidays are coming up and I know the holidays are going to be hard, you know, without my mom, right? You know, because I usually I'll, I'll call her, you know, her birthday's on Christmas, December 25th. How freaking amazing is that? But like I said, I mean, like I said, she died, right? So, um, like I said, the following, like I said, year or two, uh, you're kind of on auto, you're kind of on autopilot. You're you're not really physically present. Well, you're physically present anyway. So you you try to work, stay busy. So, um, my group leader's like, hey man, um, there's this thing called surviving the holidays, and I'm like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? So of course, you know, his, um, <laughs> his name was Jerry. Dude was super patient with me, man. Um, <laughs> I got I gotta throw a shout out to all my. Uh, support groups, man, and, and my grief share support groups, man. They, they I had like maybe a, a team of seven people. Jerry, David, uh, had a woman, a woman named Caroline. I mean, I would just call and say, "Hey, can we just talk?" And, and they were available to me, you know. So, um, and they were just patient. So he's like, "Hey, you know, um, I know you're working. I know you're in Dallas. Cause like, I would drive to my grief share group, probably thirty minutes outside of Dallas in a town called, uh, I think it was Red Oak, Texas. Um, anyway." 
So <clears throat> he's like, hey, man, um, you know, you kind of I, I need you to try to be at surviving the holidays. And I'm like, man, what is that? He's like, look, just it's like, a, you know, it's, it's a series, it's a small group. Um, cause like in, in grief share, I, I would be with all guys, uh, David and Jerry and maybe two other women. But mainly it was just like, you know, uh, same sex, you know, cause to kind of just keep keep the whole emotional thing in check. But anyway. So, uh, so surviving the holidays, and I was like, ah, uh, I don't know, man. So surviving the holidays, man, it's like you, instead of, you know, visiting family and, and friends and going through your normal traditions, which you would do with your parent alive, with your family, you know, intact. Um, cause like I said, it, when my mom died, um, a lot of the anger was kind of directed at me and I, I didn't know how to, I had no idea how to handle that from my siblings and the expectation and, um, and anger towards myself anyway. So, uh, I come to, to survive in the holidays. I was okay, you know, Ugh, I'll come. Uh, and of course Jerry wasn't there. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, crap. He's not here. But I mean, I knew everybody or I knew the, the core people. And, um, so it, it was, it was mixed. It was, it was women, it was grandparents, it was Hispanic people. It was small, like maybe 13 to 15 people, but it was, it was just mixed people. Right. And of course, you know, you're, 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 you're so consumed like with yourself and what you're going through and you're lost. Um, you know, you're quiet and, and you know, you're not really looking around and, and I was present. So, but maybe like midway through, I think it was like, it was like maybe a two hour thing, right? Because uh, you're not really hungry. You definitely need to eat. Like, so I'm going to take a, a intermission and, and say, look, there are four things if you're, if you're going through difficult times and you're, you're surviving and, and, and or your plans change. There, there are four things that you must do. You need, you need to laugh daily. You need to eat properly. You need to exercise and take your butt to sleep. Now, I'm going to repeat this throughout this whole episode. I'm going to repeat these four things over and over and over and over again because it, it's just your body doesn't understand the difference. Okay, uh, if your plans change, life happens, people die, you, you know, <laughs> you get a new job offer, you get good news, you get it, it, it doesn't matter. Your body needs to eat properly and needs proper rest. Your body needs to laugh, <laughs> you know, and uh, your body needs exercise. So eat sleep, laugh, and exercise. Now back to the story. So, um, so as I'm sitting in this class or this group setting, um, you know, people are telling their stories, right? Uh, and with my mom, I was blessed because she never like pressured me to have kids. Like, Hey, you know, when are you gonna bring me a grandson? You know, I'm like, I never had that with her. I never had that pressure, that expectation, um, and, and what she did know was I was terrified. Um, part of me, I'm, I'm still like not 100%, but I'm like 92%, you know, uh, working, like almost overcoming that fear, but I was terrified to have kids. Like I was, she, she never knew that about me. She never, my mom never knew that I was just scared to be, a, to, to be a father. I was petrified. So, and yes, you know, my brothers had children, my brothers do have children and it's great, you know, <laughs> um, you know, their kids, um, my, my oldest brother, his daughter has children now, so it's wonderful, but I had never talked about like my fear of, of having a child with my mother. So we just, it, I, I, maybe she felt it about me. Um, I mean, you know, parents know, but I never just said, you know, hey, like, you know, hey, Damien, like, like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And, you know, do you not want kids? It just it never had that. And of course, you know, I got married and, and my uh, ex-wife, she had four kids, right? But I never really, like I said, 
calculatedly had had my own children. So going through the 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 the, the surviving the holidays, um, and like I said, you know, people are sharing their story. They're talking about well, what they went through and what they gone through and what they've gone through, and it was this like a young couple. Um, I think they may have been early 20s, mid 20s. And I'm like, what the hell are they doing here? I was angry. But come on. Anyway. So, um, and I, I guess the, the, the husband either left or dropped her off or he didn't stay. It was something. So the, the wife, the, the young wife was there by herself. So, um, like I said, people are going around the room sharing their story. And, and of course, it, it arrives to her and it's her turn to share it. And she begins to share her story about how she lost her child. And I'm like, Damon, you shithead, man. Like, dude, you're, you're just, Damon, Damon, you're, you're just bad. Now, I, I didn't say it out loud. But I was just thinking like, man, dude, you know, like, you, you got to give people a chance, man. Uh, so I'm listening to her tell her story. And she's talking about, you know, the, the perfect plan. And I'm like, okay, well, I can, I can identify with her. I mean, I had a plan too, you know, <laughs> right? So she's telling her story about, you know, her marriage and her plans and, uh, you know, the, the way things she wants, the way things, the way she wants things to unfold in her marriage and, and, the, and the birth of her child and adding to the, to the family and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, wow, you know, um, it, it definitely put things in proper perspective because I was complaining you know my plans my mom was gone and she's like well you know not to compare stories for stories or situations with situations she wasn't comparing grief with grief but she was saying hey you know with the loss of this child it definitely you know it dampers the holidays for her which of course you know we're all going through a loss we're all we've all experienced this loss and I'm, I'm probably 38 years old and that was probably I experienced this story with her probably over 10, 12, 12 years ago. Because um, I've never had the luxury or experience of, of going through that child process, right? And she did, but she lost her baby and the baby died. And that always resonated with me. Um, like, I got her side of the story, but I've always wondered, like, what was her husband's side of the story? Like, like what is the, the dad? What is the men's side of the story? And why don't men talk about you know, when, when, when they experience the loss of a child, why don't men share it? Like you see all these freaking interviews, man, on TV and, and uh, blogs and interviews of women who are moms and, and, and they go through a loss of a child and, and miscarriage or a loss of a baby. And they share and they talk and they articulate it and they, and they, let, and they really let you in to the experience, the emotional side of it for a woman. And it never dawned on me up until today that wait a minute, like there's a man there too, and why isn't he sharing his story? Why isn't he talking about it? Why isn't he here? Like where is he at right now? And just made me like so like no, oh, so angry. I'm like damn it, if I gotta be at the holiday, survive the holiday, talking about my loss, why is why isn't this effort? Why why isn't he here right now? It just made me just furious, right? So uh, not mad at her, not mad at him, but I'm like like what is it about us men? That we just like, ugh. So um, that story and her sharing. Now, now at the time, like I said, I was like in tunnel vision. I really wasn't looking at her. I was listening to her saying, so I'm thinking, okay, you know what? She's a mother. I lost a mother. You know, she understands. So at that time, I wasn't thinking about um, you know, her husband and the father and 
uh, where is he at? But I'm saying present day, like present day, like right now in 2021, I'm reflecting back on that story and thinking about, okay, yeah, uh, you know, they lost a the baby, they had a loss, but I'm asking myself today, like, why wasn't he, he here? And what is it about us men, <sighs> you know, that, and I get it, man, um, we communicate and articulate and express ourselves differently. I'm, I'm 100% about that. I'm, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm totally on board. Uh, I know that I'm not a big talker. If you ask people who've known me the last 10 years, I don't really talk a lot. I do. I can. I just choose not to unless I feel it's needed. And I know I need to talk more. I've been told that quite a bit. Hey, you should talk more. And I'm like, I yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get around to it. But um, I just think about in that instance with, with this young mother and, and young wife, uh, I do remember seeing her, seeing her there by herself, and I do remember her, the 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 way her mannerism and her posture. She reminded me of my mom, right? And uh, of course, I didn't hug her, I didn't say hi to her, I didn't speak, I didn't do any of those things. But it was like a connection spiritually uh, that that I've held on to all these years. And I do wonder like where she's at, what she's doing. Hopefully, she she, she got a you know an opportunity to be a mom, and her and her husband stayed married and, and didn't you know give give up on their marriage, which brings me to my second point. Uh, whenever I was probably 13 was probably the first time uh, that I came into contact with a couple who lost uh, their baby. And the baby's name was Damien. And I happened to to be, uh, you know, around the family, um, you know, um, kind of growing up with that family. And uh, the dad's name was Kenneth and he had a tattoo named Damien. I'm like, man, what does that tattoo mean? And I never asked for a long for a long while, like, man, he has a tattoo named Damien, my name is Damien, like, what's the story behind that, <clears throat> because this couple, like I said, she was, like, a Korean, uh, a Korean, Asian-American lady, and he was African-American, I'm like, man, you guys are, like, opposites, man, but like I said, they had, they had four other children, right, but you could, you could sense and feel, like, like, there was something missing, like, like, there was this sadness in his eyes, and he would constantly drink, I mean, he would drown himself in drinking, drinking, drinking. I'm like, dude, you got four beautiful kids. Why are you drinking like that? Like, like what, what's wrong with you, right? So, so once again, um, like I said, men and women express differently. You know, I, I think uh, her name was, uh, T- his wife's name was Tammy. Tammy would talk about what she's feeling. Tammy was like, oh my God. She was like a, she was a fireball, man. She would like, woof. she was very sweet, very loving. Um, beautiful. She was tall. She was, I mean, she was the tallest Asian woman I've ever seen, man. She had to be 5'11". Gorgeous. Her mom was like, oh my God. Her mom was hot too. You know, I'm like a final 13 year old kid. I'm like, oh my God, they're so hot. Anyway, so, um, um, like I said, they had four children and her husband would just like, he would be out all night partying, drinking, you know, like, like trying to stay young again. I'm like, I'm like, dang, I'm like, what, what's going on here? Like, dude, you got a beautiful wife, beautiful family, beautiful home. What is the deal, man? And, um, like, like I said, they, they would fight and I'm like, I'm like, what am I missing? And like I said, he never talked about it. He never said anything, but I knew that, that there was this tattoo of, of this kid named Damien. I'm like, what the hell is this Damien? You know, like, what's going on? So fast forward, probably, Maybe ten, five or ten years. I'll say ten years. Now, so so as I'm saying, you fast forward probably ten years. I graduated high school and I came back to visit, and for somehow, some somehow, some reason, I bumped into one of his older sons, and I, I kind of mentored him a little bit. 
And I was like, hey, you know, like, how are you doing? And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm doing great. You know, I kind of, kind of catch up with the kid. And, you know, and, uh, it's like, hey, you know, my, my mom and dad, they aren't together anymore. And I was like, okay, well, hmm, it's kind of weird. So um, at that time, you know, like I said, the husband, he had uh, got like a 20-year uh, award party ceremony for being at his job for 20 years. It was super exciting. I was like, hey, man, you know, like, you know, like, let's talk a minute, you know. So he and I, you know, like, we just kind of, me, well, me and the dad kind of sat outside, right? And, of course, he's drinking a beer, you know. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, man, you're always drinking, bro, you know. Uh, so I was like, hey, you know, I, I was just curious, man, growing up, you know, you know, I was, I was always around, but like, like you know, you, of course, you know, you guys have your differences. It's like, yeah, marriage is hard. I was like, hey, you know, like that tattoo, like, what does it mean? And, and you know, my name is Damien. Like, who, who's who's Damien? And of course, uh, he, he kind of looks at me and his eyes kind of water up, right? His eyes like literally boil up with, with water and tears. So I was like, oh, man. Um, you know, and I don't say anything, of course, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I'm like, yeah, you know, like, what's, what's up? You know, like, like, why, 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 all, why all the damage? Why all the dysfunction? Why all the turmoil? Now, I, I didn't say that verbally, but I'm thinking it. I'm like, dude, like, like, why were you self-destructing and, and tearing up, right? So he's like, well, he, he was my first son. So I said, wait a minute. So you're saying, okay, you got four kids, but you're saying you had an earlier son named Damien, right? So he's like, hey, you know, yeah, Damien was born. And he died at birth. So he has a tattoo on his arm. So so all the, the years of dysfunction and all the years of chaos and all the years of just fighting and just arguing and drinking and partying and, and living any kind of way, that was his way of trying to communicate. I'm hurting. Like, I'm in, I'm in a lot of pain, <clears throat> right? So he told the story of his son, Damien, uh, what Damien was like, how long Damien lived. And in, a, in essence, uh, they never got over it. Like he never done the work. He, you know, he's, he's accepting and accepted it. But you can you can you, 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 you can tell by the look in his eyes. He loves his other children. Don't get me wrong. But there was something about Damien that, that of course, I, I'll never know. I never knew. Right. And, um, and you can, you can just, you could just tell like, like, man, there, there was this long story. There was this history to this person, to this kid named Damien. Right. So like I said, that's why I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, tell me about him. What was he like? And it wasn't really a lot that he could tell me or work with what's going to tell me at the time. Like I said, it was just a hard, hard, hard thing to verbalize and to articulate. So that's why I spend so much time presently on communication, why I choose to to talk about this topic, because we don't talk about what we're going through, even if even the atmosphere is safe, like for men and women. um, We have to find a way and including myself surviving the holidays, talking about what we're going through, expressing and communicating about what we're going through. Because people on the outside and even those closest to us like, are like, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, why are you acting out? Why are you misbehaving? Why, why are you going? Why are you just going crazy? And it's oftentimes there are these, these unspoken, unresolved, deep, 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 deep things that are going on in our lives that, that the plans got changed. Right. And for them, Damien, their firstborn son, um, it's interesting that I never like kind of had just like a long sit down talk with the wife, the mother, but she would, you know, she would express certain things. She would say certain things. Uh, I think that there, there was like a mural in their house. There was a photograph in their house of a baby Damien as well. 
And I thought about, I thought about man, like, you know, like they, they definitely had, had always kept me around. <laughs> like I would just come over, I would sleep on the couch, I would crash over there, I would eat over there, I would hang out over there. I, I was just always there. And they were always receiving of me, and I never knew why, right? But um, but, but just like I said, just to bring it back present day, uh, as I'm listening to this, these women describe life and loss of a child and loss of a baby, I'm thinking, I, I still wonder, like, what would it be like, you know, if, if, and maybe, 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 maybe I need to accept the reality that men don't communicate and aren't open like that and how, and how that, that can be okay. Um, maybe there's uh, a season and time where, you know, that, that, that young couple that I met in surviving the holidays, maybe that, that husband did find an outlet, uh, did, did find a, a brother or friend that, that he, you know, um, expressed this to, and he didn't do it openly, right? It doesn't have to be, I think that that's my thing. I make it my thing. Like, you know, people have to talk openly and share and, you know, do it on camera or, do, or give an interview or share their story openly. And it, it doesn't always have to be that way. I'm sure that, that there are women as well who don't openly share uh, on video camera or interview or talk about it openly to a group of people. Hey, I lost a child. There are certain women who are who are introverts or certain women who are uh, not not a big not big talkers. And maybe their husbands are big talkers. But uh, I, I just find it to be interesting um, you know, how these stories interlace. And if you, if you're, if you, if you ever find yourself in those type of settings, uh, and you allow, um, other people, I hate to say, I hate to say like compare, but even though I was hurting and I was experiencing the loss of a mother, I'm like, dang, you know, I got my mom for 30 years, you know, 28, 30 years. Right. And it could always have been much worse, you know, and I hate to say like, like, would you rather lose your mother or your father or your loved one to cancer or would you rather lose your child? And I'm like, man, I hate to say it. I, hate to, I hope I'm not hurting anyone's feelings here who's listening. I hope I don't hurt you as you're listening. And I'm not trying to downplay the loss of a parent, but uh, there, there's no but. I'm not trying to downplay it, but I, I'd rather um, you know, live 25, 30 years and have my parent all that time. And then they, and then they die to cancer and having a, a healthy pregnancy, nine months, a healthy marriage, you know, and then the child is born, he or she is healthy. Then, like I said, in months four or five, they die. So it, 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 it's, it's, it's something about, like I said, I think I've, I may have touched upon this briefly, briefly in previous episodes, how when the, the child dies, I mean, that marriage, it, that marriage is tested. And I, I've seen very few, I mean, very few marriages um, survive a death of a child. And I was like, dang, you know, um, maybe there's blame, right? Maybe, maybe there's finger pointing. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know what it is, but I had a mentor named Ronnie and early on he and his wife kind of gave me the blueprint. Like, okay, you know, yes, uh, a lot of a child can be a marriage killer. He said he and his wife, uh, got pregnant and you know, their first child, they lost it. And the first five years of their marriage was hell. Right. But he said, hey, man, you know, we, we, we held on and I got my help. She got her own individual help. So I, I think that is key. I think that is crucial uh, that the man go get help through 
community counseling, therapy, whatever, like whatever. And the woman go get her own individual counseling therapy. And, and like I said, it takes years. I mean, he's like he said, he and his wife used to fight and she used to let him have it and go off on him. Right. And he just endured it for those years. I'm sure he wasn't a good man either. And I'm sure he wasn't like super, you know, he wasn't perfect himself, but uh, I guess the only guy he'll have a story, but um, uh, just the, the the loss of a child, I, I I personally can't and don't want to imagine or fathom that. I, I do not, I do not want to imagine and place myself in those people's shoes. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly take um, the death of my mom. I'll gladly take having to watch her lose her hair, lose hair, go through chemotherapy. I'll gladly take having to watch her give up her home and have to move in with a, a family member to live in with them. I'll gladly accept that than accept have to deal with the loss of a child, right? That 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 me and my spouse have given birth to, have created a, a baby room, a nursery, you know, baby showers. I would gladly take a death of, of a parent over that because it, it was rough. Like, it was rough, my own experience with my mother. But... But, man, I, I would, like I said, I'm not trying to downplay anyone. If you're listening, if you are listening and you've lost your parent and uh, to however uh, event, I'm not trying to downplay. I'm thinking from my own personal experience, my own personal preference, which is awful having a preference of how a person would die. Um, and I, I definitely didn't, didn't feel this way at that time, right? But once I got into surviving the holidays in that, in that program, I was able to look at, okay, look, man, you, you were blessed. Uh, you had a good, healthy mom for 28 years. Like you had a, a good, some great, excellent memories, like, like just, like just rich, rich memories, like just wonderful memories. And this young lady who's talking in this group, um, wouldn't be allowed to create memories w- w- with her newborn baby. She, she would not be allowed to, to walk her baby you know, wipe her baby, uh, have baby's birthdays, have baby girlfriends over, do the things that women do, right? Um, so, and like I said, for me, it's still a, a, a unknown gray area. Like I, said, I don't have kids, but I, I, I've wondered like what that would be like. I wonder uh, what that what that experience would be like. I, I wonder like, man, you know, um, and and trying to be at peace with okay, those plans may not come into fruition. And can I be okay with that? You know, I, I may have to be okay with that. It's maybe it's just it's just not in the cards. And um, the, the last thing that um, the, um, the 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 lady was who I was listening to during the interview uh, was talking about was just God's timing. How how God's time frames are not our time frames. God's plans are not our plans. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our not our ways. And that's not what we want to hear. That's not what we want to hear, okay? And I'm, I'm on board. But at the same time, there's something greater and there's something better up ahead. And as nice and as intimate and as beautiful and as loving and as joyful as it would be, and it, 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 would, it would be amazing, right, um, to have a healthy child birthed and to go through that experience and to share that with your mom and your dad and your family and your friends, um, that's, it's wonderful, but that's not it. There's more to this life than just that. So, like I said, it's hard to put that and to accept that and, and place that in, in, into proper perspective. 
that 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 there's something greater than a healthy marriage and something greater than a successful career. There's something greater and there's something more beautiful than just, you know, coming home and having a, a, a five bedroom house, two point five bedrooms. I'm sorry, a five bedroom house, a two point five bath, two car garage, you know, uh, the perfect dog, Labrador retriever or schnauzer. Um, you know, healthy kids, there's something greater. And so there's something better than that on the horizon, right? You're like, what, what? And, and God has a plan. Like, I'm not sure where you are listening to this, but God has a plan, right? And it's, it's, it's allowing ourselves to, to lean in and to try and accept that plan and trying to trust him. Like, Hey, he's, he knows what he's doing. If we'll just open ourselves up to letting that plan in and letting that plan have its way. And it's very difficult. It's extremely hard. But um, that's the last thing she says. Like, hey, you know, God has a plan. Like, he knows what he's doing. And I know that there is something greater on the horizon. And it is wonderful. This life is wonderful. But there's more to come, right? There's there's something better to come. And I want to leave you with that. All right. And now, guys, a quick word from one of our newest sponsors. So it's been a rough year of lockdowns and restrictions and booking venues and large party reservations can be impossible when trying to celebrate birthdays, anniversaries and anything worth coming together for. So First State Picnics uh, provides a safe, easy and luxurious way to celebrate and gather for all your milestones and all your get together. So although based in Delaware, First State Picnics also travels to Philadelphia and southern New Jersey. Okay, so book today at www.firststakepicnics.com or visit their Facebook and Instagram page. Guys, I appreciate you again. Have a wonderful week. Well, all right, all right. Another one bites the dust. Hey, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. I appreciate it. And I always say, man, like you, you are important. I value you and you matter. Call to action is simple, man. Please subscribe if you have not. Please share with one family or friend or loved one who could use this, you know, to hear this episode. If you got questions, comments, man, shoot me a text directly at 254-856-3298. And as I always say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, we must go together. So I care about you. Have a safe week. Use your wisdom. Be kind to yourself.